If you've been considering using marketing partnerships to position your business, get in front of your ideal customers and generate new and ongoing leads without having a huge advertising budget, then this episode of the podcast is going to fill your head with ideas and hopefully see you taking action. Partnership strategist Katrina Makata is an award-winning marketing and partnership strategist and founder of the Partnership Mastery. And today she is joining me as my special guest. She works with business owners and entrepreneurs and shows them how to unlock new opportunities for their business by creating mutual beneficial marketing partnerships. Katrina passionately believes that marketing partnerships are the fastest and lowest cost way to reach your business goals. If you're a regular listener, then her name and her voice will be familiar to you as this is her second appearance on the podcast. And yet again, she brings a whole lot of value to our conversation. Hello, I'm Donna Han, a business coach and an online course creator, and this is the She's in Business podcast. You can think of me as your business bestie, who's a few steps ahead of where you are right now. As a mum fueled with ambition and determination, I've created and sold three businesses. I've learned the lessons, made mistakes, and I understand the daily juggle and the hustle. I also know what it's like when relationships fray and burnout taps you on the shoulder. That was my world until I reshaped and transformed the way I ran my six-figure business. Today, I help women to transform their businesses and go from being the overwhelmed entrepreneur to becoming the thriving entrepreneur, feeling energized, empowered, and fulfilled within their business lifestyle. I want to inspire your business journey and help you to stop spinning your wheels because I want you to burn bright instead of burning out. And I'll invite other entrepreneurs to share their real life stories too because I want you to know that you're not alone. You can be the savvy entrepreneur that you are born to be and enjoy the freedom to do the things and be present with the people that mean the most to you. So if you're ready to rise to the next level and build a business by design, this is the She's in Business podcast for mums who are made for more. Welcome to the She's in Business podcast. I'm your host, Donna Han, and today we have an encore episode with Katrina McCarter. So welcome back to the podcast, Katrina. I feel so lucky to be asked back. <laughs> Twice. <Woo-hoo. laughs> um, so I know in the previous podcast episode that we recorded, we talked all about marketing to mums. And you did introduce yourself in that episode, but for those who perhaps haven't already listened to that, and as a side note, it's episode 31, if you want to go back and have a listen. Um, But for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you or your business journey or your business, I always like to invite my guests to share their journey thus far, a little bit about themselves and about their business. So would you mind introducing yourselves and giving us a bit of an insight to who you are? Yeah, I'd love to share if I can. I actually have two businesses. I have Marketing to Mums, which is a marketing and research consultancy where I work with small business owners, so micropreneurs, right through to corporates, helping them attract more mothers and their families to their business. So that's my core business. 
I actually have a second business that I started about three years ago that's called Partnership Mastery. And this is actually an education business. And this is where I teach entrepreneurs and small business owners how to identify and negotiate their own partnerships and collaborations. And that second business has really come about because I've grown all my businesses through partnerships and collaborations. I have very rarely ever had a paid advertising or marketing spend as such. My very first business I launched in 2012 and I built to a community of 150,000 mums across Australia. And I did that all through partnerships and collaborations. So I never spent more than... I think my total marketing budget was no more than $300 a month ever. And so I'm here to tell you that there are great resourceful ways that you can grow your business. But without question, the number one strategy is through partnerships and collaborations, in my opinion. Yeah. And when we're first starting out and even you know established businesses, if we can keep our expenses down, that's amazing. But I think too, circling to what you were saying, when we build our business through partnerships, it's such a it's more of an organic, stronger foundation that you can set for your business. It's also a great way to make some business friends too. Yes. Um, <laughs> I am uh, still collaborating a decade later with one other business that we started off together. She started her business. I started my business in 2012. I'm now on my third business and we're still doing collaborations together a decade later and have become you know, friends. I think that there's there's great satisfaction in growing your business alongside another female and help knowing that you're helping each other out. It can bring a huge amount of satisfaction as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And that is something that I definitely am shaping within the She's in Business side of things is that we have a community of women in business who inspire and support and uplift each other through our um, closed Facebook group and also within our group coaching sessions that we do weekly. It really changes the experience of running a business when you've got someone else or a group of amazing women that you can bounce ideas from and you know really cheer each other on. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. When we're looking at partnerships, that can mean lots of different things to different people, especially with the introduction of influencers as well. So can we talk about what does partnership mean to you when we're having this conversation? And if you know much about influencers, like how does that play? Okay. A good question. Two-pronged question there. So if we talk about what do I believe a marketing partnership is, I look at it quite broadly. I see it when it's two or more parties come together for mutual gain. So people use, you hear a lot of terminology about JVs or joint ventures, partnerships, you might hear collaborations, collabs, sponsorship. All of these I lump together under the one umbrella of partnerships. They might kind of go down different areas, but they're all to me, there's two or more parties coming together for mutual gain. So that for me is a partnership. Sometimes they can involve payments, sometimes they're not. But basically, there's an equal exchange of value taking place. Now, often that's perceived equal exchange of value, but that needs to be in place. So it might be that one party is actually contributing some money and the other party might be delivering something else in return. But it's about identifying what you've got to offer 
first and foremost. So understanding what your assets are that might be valued by another business and then working out what that other business might have that could be of value to you. And it's really about having those conversations. And so I teach a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs, firstly, to get clear on what it is they've got to offer, really understand their assets, and then having a look at who might be a suitable partner and what you can kind of pitch for. And what you can pitch for or what you should be pitching for needs to very much relate back to your business objectives. Because one big thing that I would say to everyone listening, sometimes you can get lost down a complete rabbit hole with partnerships because you see an opportunity and you start chasing that shiny object. For me, partnerships start with what your business objectives are. So you understand what it is that you're trying to achieve and then you look at ways that partnerships and collaborations can help you do that. Yes, because all roads need to lead back to that objective, right? Absolutely. So I love that we touched on that because I know that many of our listeners are either product-based or service-based businesses. And so with that in mind, it was great that you talked about really understanding what your assets are. I think that's a really great thing to do as a starting point. Why should every business owner be considering marketing partnerships? Like what are the really big benefits to either growing your brand or growing your sales? Like, can we talk about that for a moment? Oh yeah, sure. (laughs) I love talking. I love talking about this. So for me, straight up, partnerships are the fastest, lowest cost way to grow your business. I really believe that. I've tried that now. I've worked with product-based businesses, service-based businesses. They work really well. But more so, they can be used in so many different ways. So they could be used to position your business in the marketplace. They could be used to reduce your operating expenses. And this is somewhere where I use partnerships a lot. So I keep my profit margins really high. So that's one really good way that you could use it. You could use that to really establish yourself as the expert in your field. I guess that comes back to more kind of positioning your business. You could use it to increase your leads, to grow a database, to launch a whole new income stream, or even to add some value to your customers. So to improve and enhance your customer experience. There, it really is limitless. So that's why I'm saying it always needs to start with your business objectives first. I'm seeing a lot of the subscription boxes happening. I guess it's been in the last couple of years. And that really to me is like, you look at that and you go, oh, there's these people out there that I presume are building these partnerships that bring in different products to fill these subscription boxes, which gives that exposure to whatever products are inside the box and all of that kind of stuff. And it's been really lovely to watch a lot of those businesses start to bloom. If you're listening and you've got a product-based business, you know that might be something to kind of consider as a thing to go and maybe start if that's something you've been thinking about. Is there anything that we need to be really mindful in when we're looking for a successful partnership? Like where can you go wrong? And you briefly touched on this before that it becomes a bit of a a rabbit hole, but is there any like big flashing neon signs that we need to be looking out for that are definitely, you know, a no-go zone? Yeah, Yeah. 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 Look, I would certainly, I know that you have a lot of small business owners. What I typically say with a small business owner is that 
if they're wanting to work with a big brand and, you know, let me tell you, that is so possible. When I was in startup mode, I partnered with Zero, the software accounting people, and they helped fund my first book. So small business can definitely partner with big brands, I would say. But what I find is a real danger for a small business owner, which is why I'm mentioning it here today, is that they will often offer everything up. They're so keen to work with that brand that they'll offer to do all of these things. And what happens is that the partnership becomes really onerous. There's an unequal exchange of value. The small business owner is giving way too much, way more value than they need to, than the expectations are of the corporate brand. So that's something as a small business owner, I'd be really, really conscious of. Don't offer up everything. You don't necessarily need to. It's about identifying what bits are going to be valuable to that big brand and pitching accordingly. So that's one thing that I would say. The other thing that I think is really, really imperative is doing your homework on the brands that you might or the businesses that you want to partner with. I've had a terrible experience early in my business journey where I partnered with another brand or another business. So I had a group buying site for mums and I was looking to grow my email list and I partnered up with a mum in business community and we were both looking to grow our email list. So we had a joint competition, online competition. And at the end of that competition, we both got the database and the other business that I was collaborating with immediately went off and started spamming all the people that entered the competition. And let me tell you, that reflected so poorly for all of my members who might have participated in that competition And boy, did they let me know. And it was a really, really valuable lesson for me to learn. And I'm glad I learned it really early on in my partnership experience. And please, for your listeners, avoid this. And how you do that is by really doing your homework on your potential people that you want to partner with. And you really want to have a look and make sure that there's a match and alignment in terms of your business ethics and values. And you might ask like, well, how do I do that? And sometimes there's quite a bit of research that you might want to do. You might want to search their reviews. Uh, You might even want to put in their brand name or the person's name plus bad reviews because you want to be really clear about what are the skeletons in the closet that could come out now or later because that's really going to impact your brand. You've spent a long time and a huge amount of energy in building up your reputation. It can really be lost quite easily. So it's important that you do your homework and pre-qualify a partner first. And do you think that there needs to be some kind of a formal written contract that happens? It depends on the partnership. So there's a lot of partnerships that I do um, that don't have formal contracts. Um, And that might be where there's, I'm doing one thing for you, you're doing something else for me. And it's really quite straightforward. Or I might have a really, really strong relationship with that business or that person. uh, So I don't feel that it's necessary. But typically, I will always have something in writing, even if it's an email or a simple statement. These are the things that I will do. Uh, One thing that I would say is be really specific any kind of agreements or communications that you have. You want to, you don't want things to be vague at all. If they're going to do one Facebook post for you, or if it's a simple like collaboration where you post their promotion to your community and they do the same for you, you want to make sure that you talk about what day it's going out, what time it's going out, so that if they don't do it, you can go straight back to them and say, hi, you know, we agreed that you were going to do that Facebook post on the 9th at 7 p.m., 
it didn't come up. I just wanted to know when you might be able to reschedule that. You know, that's an easy conversation to have rather than waiting for weeks and weeks and, and feeling a lot of resentment to this person that you're collaborating with because you've done your part of the bargain and they haven't done anything. You're waiting and you're waiting. So be really specific, have no gray areas, and you'll find that you are more likely to have a successful experience. Do you wish you had a business expert at your fingertips who can help you prevent business burnout, plus teach you about the core business methods needed to grow and build a long-standing healthy business, plus provide you with tangible tools, templates, and guides to help you stay on track and help you to create a plan to positively transform your business to bring you more freedom. I can be just that. For less than $10 a day, the 12-week Ready to Rise program will mean you have an award-winning business owner, that's me, at your fingertips, helping you to transform your business and taking back control so that you can be more present with the people who mean the most to you and have time for self-care. If you want to live a heart-centered work-life blend that does not include burnout, head to the show notes to join the waitlist for the next round so you don't miss out. This is just filling my mind with so many ideas. Good. (laughs) Fantastic. Yes. And I hope that people who are listening are also feeling that as well, because like you said, there is so much potential for this. And it may be that if you're listening, this is an untapped area for your business to be able to grow and expand, not only in uh, building great relationships and friendships with business owners, but also in increasing the reach of your brand as well. Yeah. I mean, I've even I've used partnerships to dress... I'm a speaker. So I have had a fashion designer dress me for my speaking engagements. I've uh, funded a book through that. I've actually had my book distributed for the first year via using partnerships. I've, uh, I've launched a book in New York via a partner. I mean, there's just so many different ways. Just know that it's limited by your imagination. And then I guess, the word, is there a technique in approaching a partnership in the way that how do you do it without coming across too needy or desperate to make a partnership? Is there particular ways that you need to approach it through your pitch when you're setting this kind of thing up for the first time? Yeah, definitely. Look, when a client comes to work with me, the biggest thing they'll say is, I don't know where to start. Like, I get that partnerships are valuable. Like, I hear you. I get it. I don't know. I don't know how to start. I don't know what I can ask for. I don't know who will make a good partner. They're the three things that always come through. It's about getting clear on your business object before you do anything. What is it that I really want to achieve over the next 12 to 18 months? Then getting clear about what assets you've got to play with. And then in terms of identifying who is also trying to talk to your audience or whoever that you're wanting to talk to. Start Just, just start brainstorming those. Then it's pre-qualifying those. When you get to your pitch, you're really opening up a conversation. There's one asset that I uh, create with all of my students, which I call a partnership opportunities kit. It's not a media kit. It's quite unique. No one else in the industry uses this. But I'm finding that my clients, it enables them to have non-salesy conversations, which showcase their core assets that then start to allow other businesses to go, yeah, this excites me. I haven't thought of that. That's really interesting. Let's talk more about this. And it really opens up some really interesting conversations. But more so than that, it's opening up bigger opportunities for my clients. 
So I think how you approach your business is really important. And also at the conclusion of that partnership, what are the tips that you would recommend in maintaining a strong relationship and not so much closing the loop because you want to keep that loop open for future opportunities, but are there particular techniques or uh, recommendations that you would make at, at the end of that partnership to maintain that? Yeah, absolutely. I would do your own internal review to work out, is this something that I want to repeat with this particular partner? Did it work? Was it effective for me? Was it effective for them? Then you want to kind of feed that back to your partner. Like, you know, thanks very much. It was really interesting working together. I just thought I'd share some of the results because that then provides them with a great little pack that they can then sell internally to their organization to say, hey, here's what I did. And they can share some of that good news story of something that they've been responsible for. So I think that's a really nice way to close the loop. But one of the things I challenge my clients to look at is if that partnership format worked well, is that something that you can rinse and repeat either with that part, that particular partner you've just worked with, or could you roll that out across a number of partners? And this is something that I did in my first business that allowed me to create that community of 150,000 mums database. And so I collaborated with other like other uh, parenting online parenting businesses that targeted mums with kids under under the age of 12 that weren't in direct competition with me. And each month I would partner with a different one and we'd run a joint competition. And that's what worked really effectively for me. So it's going to depend very much on your industry and who you're with. But sometimes you can strike upon a partnership format that you can just roll out over and over again. And that's the thing, isn't it? In business, you really need to be working smarter wherever you can and getting those systems and processes in place. And if they work, we'll keep using them because you've put all that effort into it and it shows through. So asking for a friend, um, (laughs) um, I know that you also work with a lot of subject matter experts and business owners that are offering their professional services like podcasting and speaking and coaching. And I I'm going to say that there are probably a few listeners who might be in that space as well. So how are there different ways to use marketing partnerships for those types of people? Are there different techniques involved with that? Yeah, great question. And I I love that you're asking for a friend. For a friend, yes, of Um, course. (laughs) So look, I actually work with heaps of podcasters. I work with lots of speakers, lots of authors, lots of, as you said, subject matter experts. Um, It's the same steps. So I teach seven steps that I approach to marketing partnerships and it's that same process every time, but it's the types of partnerships that perhaps differ. So podcasters are always interested in sponsorship. How can I get my podcast funded? How can I monitor my podcast? So I do a lot of work in helping podcasters actually secure a sponsor. And I did that with my Marketing to Mums podcast. The first year was completely sponsored. With in terms of speakers, so a lot of the time for them, it's about elevating their profile so that they pick up more speaking gigs. For others, we've used it more creatively. I have one podcaster that actually became a podcast sponsor for a conference. And so as keynote speakers came off the stage, they would interview them for their show live. It provided the conference organizers with a really great innovative point of difference, something new 
it and it enabled the the podcaster to actually get access to some terrific guests and create some content that the conference organizer could then use beyond the event. So in the 12 months in between conferences as well. So it worked really well for both parties. So that's kind of another way. And then in terms of subject matter experts, we use partnerships a lot in terms of increasing their profile. So for a lot, we talk about content marketing partnerships. So that is having agreements with might be business news, business news outlets where you're writing a column each month. I have a column in the States that I write about marketing to mums and partnerships that goes out to us, you know, 16,000 really high level marketing specialists in the marketing to mum um, area that I write every month. And that's through a partnership. So there's lots of of ways that you can create those content marketing partnerships to elevate the profile and to position a subject matter expert as well. Positioning is overlooked and it should be well used, but everyone should have at least one positioning partnership. Oh my goodness, there is so much gold in that. (laughs) Yeah, and with everything that you were saying, like the creativity that you mentioned with the podcaster and the conference, like that's really thinking outside of the box. Thank you so much. So now that you've had so much success with marketing partnerships, you teach business owners, as you've mentioned a couple of times. Can you tell us a little bit about how that program works in more detail? And if people are really interested, like the best way to connect with you through that? Yeah, I'd love to. So the program came about just purely because I had that many small business owners tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, Katrina, what been watching you do that over at Marketing to Mums and securing all these partners and growing your businesses? Can you get me some partners? And what you I might said have was, me have to tapping you on the shoulder too soon, I think, Katrina. Well, what I said is like, yeah, I can, but how about I just teach you how to do it? And then you can run with that and create all sorts of opportunities. Because to me, partnerships unlock opportunities. And so um, how about I teach you how to do it? And that probably happened about three years ago. And I got my first kind of intake. And I used to run it as a six-month course we would do one masterclass a month. And what I found through the pandemic was that people wanted to learn the skill, but they didn't want to wait six months. They wanted to learn that skill quickly. And so over the last two years, I have now got exactly the same content, but instead of delivering on a monthly basis, I deliver that over six weeks. So every week we have a one-hour masterclass where I'm teaching the step of the process that I use And I set homework for them to go away and do. So there are six masterclasses that we run with. And then there is a fortnightly group coaching call. And that's an opportunity to really pick my brain and workshop maybe some issues that you might be having with the homework or even just to creatively brainstorm potential partners. That's a big one for a lot of people. They find it's the creativity of thinking about partners that they really struggle with. And that for me is an area that I just love. So once I know the audience, like that's when I can riff and really think about some more left field ones because I find that it's the unexpected partnerships where there's alignment, but it's an unexpected pairing. That's where you can find incredibly effective, successful partnerships. And it's one of the key trends that I've seen emerge over the last 18 months. Yeah, and I can imagine that over time, as you're learning and testing out different proposals and testing out different partnerships, then you would naturally become more creative and looking for those 
unique opportunities. And you've got all of that experience behind you in doing that over the past however many years in building your business that having you as the brains trust to be able to bounce those ideas and get those answers to those questions would be so valuable. Why actually share proposals that I've used? So with my clients, they actually gain access to those. And uh, we have a few templates that I provide them that they work through so that they feel really comfortable. In fact, one of the things that I do at the end of the course is kind of get their feedback and they fill out a form and we've had 100% feel confident that they can now successfully identify and negotiate their own partnership. And they're people that have come in and gone, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to ask for. I don't know who I can partner with. So yeah, so I know it's effective. And I know for me, I get such a kick at seeing them just create some incredible opportunities for themselves. That for me is the biggest payback. Yeah, same for me too. Same for me in helping the women that I help in my Ready to Rise program and coaching. It's just, isn't it amazing the feeling that you get when one of your students succeeds? Such a buzz. Isn't it? Isn't it such a buzz? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, if you haven't already listened to episode 31 where Katrina shares her wisdom for marketing to mums, you need to go back and listen to that episode as well. It's at the start of season two. So definitely well worth a listen if you've enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you again, Katrina, for making an encore appearance to the She's in Business podcast. It's been so informative. And as I said, sparked so many ideas for me and I'm sure our listeners as well. Listen, a really big thank you for having me on twice. I can talk partnerships all day long. So it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Make sure you check out the show notes for anything extra I talked about today. If you liked the episode, make sure you subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review. Even better, share it with a friend because what I really want is to help women in business feel supported on their business journey. Share it on socials, tag me so that I can give your business a shout out too.